listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. One oh six. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM, folks. This portion of our program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, forty Breakdown Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Uh, let's see. Let's get up to speed on some of the crime that is happening out there. Starting with, I think yesterday. We had a dual situation where the, um, or actually, let me, uh, I know Providence uh, Mayor David, Major David LaPayton, I believe, is doing a press briefing on the homicide that happened there yesterday. And then I also want to bring in the latest on the, um, the Woonsocket homicide as well. So let me just see if, um, nope, I don't see it there. Uh, let me check one more spot for it. And let me see if, nope, I mean, that is just a joke. Wow, Governor McKee. The assault weapon ban with everything that's going on. You just have to wonder. I mean, is I mean, who is he? How is that making anyone safer? All right, we'll go. I could go either one. We'll do. Uh, I'll play the Woodsocket story first. We'll keep going back and forth, and then normally that. Not that much different, but sometimes you pick up a little something. I'm sure we'll learn more as um, the day goes along. All right, let me hear. Folks, bear with me. Now, what's the problem? What's the problem? Here we go. At a home on Cato Street, 19 is the uh, NBC news information, Molly. Yeah, Dan and Patrice, just about 30 minutes ago, police took down that tape and ended that investigation. The road now all open. But take a look at this video. This is what it looked like when we got to the scene. Police say that they were called to 241 Cato Street just before 5 o'clock this evening and found the 70-year-old man dead inside the home. Now, it's being investigated as a domestic homicide, but no word on how exactly the man died. There haven't been any arrests yet, but police say his two daughters are in custody, now being questioned. Again, and this is uh, still very uh, new and it's all developing information. We're still working to get details. Uh, you can have the latest on air, online, um, and also on the Sunrise team tomorrow morning. Live in Woonsocket, Molly Levine, NBC 10 News 19. All right, not a lot of info there, actually. Uh, the Channel 12, I'll give them credit. I thought the Channel 12 piece had a little more. Oh, okay, hold on. I think we have... We have the channel. Your face will end. Excuse me, folks. At 109, I want to hear. I think we're going to have the Providence Police briefing on the homicide that happened. First homicide of 23. Almost made it through the first month of the year without one, but 
Doing better than the South Shore of Boston, that's for sure. All right, let me just see what details we can pick up. I think this is with Major David Lapeton. I believe, do we have him? City's first homicide of the year later this afternoon. Police were called Monday to Prudence Avenue in the city's Silver Lake neighborhood where they found a woman shot. 12 News reporter Sheena Loshuda will be asking police questions in about an hour from now. But first she joins us live with an update on what we know so far. Sheena. Well, Kate, this deadly shooting was not even 24 hours ago at this point, so Providence police are considering this a very active investigation. What we're working to find out is first, who was this woman and what exactly happened here? On Monday afternoon, this building on Prudence Avenue in Providence went from a multi-unit home to a homicide scene. So we got a call for a, a shooting. We responded from a female victim. The first of 2023 in the capital city. Detectives were first called here around 2 o'clock Monday. Inside, authorities say they found the victim. What we know right now, it's a female and she was shot. Yeah, it happened right at the White House. Uh, we have several officers on scene within minutes. Providence Police Major David LePayton is expected to give an update this afternoon. Right now, there is no word on who the victim is and if they lived at that home or what they were doing there. At last check, authorities said they had someone in custody, but no charges were filed just yet. And again, in just about one hour, Providence police will be holding a press. All right, well, it's supposed to be happening. Let me just check and see, although I... You know, sometimes it runs a little bit late, um, but I would like to carry it if, in fact, it's going on. I don't see that they don't seem to have it. Let me see if, um, folks, see see what happens when it's when I when Juan is not on scene. We get situations like this. Um, let's see. If I were not on the radio, I would be there. And then another reason why. Nope, I don't see that. Hmm. All right, not a problem. Although I think I, um, you know, how about this? The assistant principal Calabro. How did this transpire? How did the student come to you? Did the student come to you? Did you elicit this? How, you know, how did this all come about? President of the Providence Teachers Union, Mary Beth Calabro, says many questions have been raised since Mount Pleasant High School Assistant Principal Stephanie Harvey sent this email to staff members Thursday, saying in part, we have a student who came to America with Coyote, which is a group that helps people. This group gives you a time frame to make a payment of $5,000 to those who bring them into the states. Scotland received well, her last... Again, they... Um the sound of Mirabeth Calabro, I, I just, again, the element of, um, of going on the record, or just going after, I should say, portraying this assistant principal. Oh, okay. His uh, courtesy of Channel 12. Here's Major David Lapeton. Are we real, sir? Sure. Okay. Here we go. So yesterday afternoon, about... Uh, 2.30 uh, p.m. We responded to 75 Prudence Avenue um, where we got a call for a shots fired and uh, possibly a person uh, shot. Uh, upon arrival, we found a female uh, 
lying in the hallway in front of the third floor apartment. She was identified as Jenny Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N, 35 years old. She is the um, landlord or the owner of the house. That's what we were told by family members. There's also in the third floor apartment a um, person named Rufus Watson. He's 26 years old. Supposedly, uh, from what we're getting, Mr. Watson is staying in the third floor apartment, which was rented uh, by his cousin, who is now um, not on the scene anymore. So his cousin has left the apartment, and Mr. Watson, I guess, had taken over the apartment. And I, from what we were gathering last night, there's been some um, <clears throat> talk between... Um, there was some talk between Miss um, Jensen and Mr. Watson, um, which led to yesterday's event where she had went up the stairs to the third floor apartment um, with her brother and another person and knocked on the door in order to evict him. Um, it eventually led to um, them kicking in the door. Whoa. Uh, Mr. Watson was on the other side of the door and with a um, AR-15 in his hand. Whoa. Now, there were some weapons, be believe that, were uh, in possession of the people entering. So as Mr. You know, Watson would describe it as a uh, self-defense shooting. Um, so we have we have investigated it all through the night today. Um, we believe what we are going to do here is Mr. Watson is uh, well, well, let's go back to the mayor. What we're going to do here is uh, in in uh, also discussion with the Attorney General's office, um, Steve Danbrook and Jim Baum We've decided that uh, we will gather the evidence and, and do the entire investigation and bring it, probably will be brought in front of a grand jury. <clears throat> um, in the meantime, uh, Mr. Uh, Watson was charged with uh, possession of a firearm after being convicted of a crime of violence, two counts possession of a large capacity uh, feeding device which is a, a magazine greater than 10, possession of a ghost gun, and possession of a barrel with less than 16 inches. Um, he, uh, right now, is being held on, uh, I believe it's a $100,000 bail. So the question of homicide is up to a grand jury? That'll, that looks like that's what it's going to be, yes. Is the... AR-15, the ghost gun? That's correct. And it has a barrel of less than 16 inches? That's correct. So, okay. Okay. Is this the only weapon? Uh, only firearm? There's only firearm we found that, right? Okay. Yeah, this, this is a uh, terrible situation. Uh, needless. And um, it's... it's it's something that we have to get through, the families have to get through, and um, 
We'll work with them and we'll work with the Attorney General's office and we'll come out with the right, the right uh, outcome. There's security cameras on the house. Were they any inside? Did they happen to catch anything? Yeah, so we usually don't um, put out whether we have video, whether we don't, whether inside or outside. But um, So at this point, we won't answer that. There is no good outcome here. <clears throat> there is no good outcome. No, absolutely not. I mean, it's, you know, it's already done. What's done is done, and we can't change that. But... Uh, you know, we have to uh, we have to investigate it and and get to the absolute truth and the facts of what happened, and then let you know the determining people determine whether it is uh, against the law or not. Were there a lot of shots fired? Was it like a battle, just one? No. Yeah, uh, it was very very few, if if just one. The shots that fatally injured uh, the landlord came from the AR-15. Yes. I said shots plural, but uh, the shot, or do you want to? I'm not going to say right now. Um, Someone said Watson had previously been in jail. Is there any truth to that? Uh, We know he has a a record. Uh, He he, um, comes out of South Carolina, so a lot of it is down there. Does he have a record here? Um, I, I don't believe so. Where's the Jetson from? Does that mean trying to do one South Carolina. Sorry. He was on the second floor, third floor? He was on the third floor. Third Leon was on the second floor. Did he okay. put up a fight? Or was he did he go into custody custody while I went? Oh no, he came he came while we leave. So, okay. R R U F U S. I'm sorry, R U F U S. Rufus. Yeah. Okay. And uh, how old was he? 36. Sorry, 26. 26 or 26? The victim was 35. I got uh, yeah. him as 26. Well, the deceased is, is... We'll get back to you on that. Um, okay. So that's was, it. She went up with someone else uh, was uninjured. The other person was not shot. Yes, there were two other people there. They, they had run, uh, run from the scene, and they were not injured. No. Yikes. Yeah. All right. And there's another case. Okay. All right, folks, that is... Um folks, that is uh, Major David LaPayton. And, uh, boy, that's a development with the Providence situation. That is a huge development with the Providence situation. So, (laughs) you know what's funny is I'm looking at, and somebody types in no sound. There is sound. You just have to turn up your own volume. All right, now they're going to move to talk about, I think, another investigation. Oh, Okay, I'll stay with this. Boy, that's a game changer. That is a big game changer. And there is uh, acting chief Oscar Perez. Oh, okay. And they oh. <laughs> live streaming. Please stand by. All right, maybe I'll. Oh, I like the way that looks. I'll use some of that font. Uh, folks, again, good afternoon. Right now at 121. Huh. That sounds like a 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to replay it, but it's certainly, I mean, am I missing something? Sounds like a self def- That's a self-defense case. Sounds like a self-defense case. So, wow. Huh. Hmm. You got to be careful when you're trying to evict someone. That's for sure. All right. Let me... I want to just check. Folks, again, good afternoon. Oh, my God. Why would someone be sending me that? 80 for Brady. Why would anyone be sending me that video? You think I'm going to go to that? (laughs) I also, I don't understand. A lot of times people send me, like, you know, stupid, oh, I thought this was funny. Yeah, don't send it to me. I, I don't need that. All right, I want to play the, um, okay. Oh, I think we are live here. Are we back here? I think so. Right now, I actually don't have sound. Okay, it is them. Who do I see? Who is that guy? He's the new, okay, here we go. All right, folks, I see Major David LaPayton. I see they're going to introduce him. And then Captain, some, and then um, Acting right. Chief Oscar Perez. Ready? All right. Uh, thank you for being here. All right, I want to, oh, I want to hear this. Good, Perez. Uh, today, uh, I just want to thank you as well for covering the story. Today, uh... It's outstanding work by the men and women of the province police department, specifically by the organized crime and intelligence unit. For the last nine months, they have been able to conduct an investigation into high-level drug trafficking, high-level drug dealing. Uh, They targeted individuals who actually were uh, supplying and contributing to the opioid crisis that many cities cities in this nation are facing. Um, It's outstanding. The work is remarkable, the work that they did. It's, it takes work, it takes surveillance, it takes research, and I commend them for that. Uh, these individuals that are responsible for this type of operations uh, are him, him or not, uh, hurting a lot of our community members. And uh, we worry about that, but we have the men and women on the job that are committed to that, are committed to disrupting these type of operations, and they're nonstop. And again, I commend them for that. This is the result of that great police work. And Major LaPayne, who's in charge of the investigative division, will give you the details as far as what the operation was like. Do you want me to slide them or we'll just, we can just move over? Yes, sir. Slide. All right, thank you. So this was almost a year investigation by the uh, Intelligence Bureau, <coughs> which falls under uh, narcotics which was uh, led by Captain Aspinall. Intelligence Bureau is uh, led by uh, Sergeant Andres Perez. Uh, this is, a, uh, this is uh, a great, great arrest. It took a lot of drugs off the street, you know, and we look at it as, like the commander said, saving a lot of people, helping the community, <coughs> working with different organizations. Um, I think we worked with the uh, HSI and the U.S. Post Office. They assisted us on this. Uh, together, uh, we brought in, seized nine kilos of fentanyl. 
three kilos of cocaine, uh, one firearm. Oh. And that was at 6971 Bellevue Avenue in our city. Wow. So that's uh, great arrest, great teamwork, and, uh, you know, back to, back to work we go again today. Wow. So I'm going to turn it over to Captain Aspinall, who is now going to go over some of the particulars of the case with you. He replaced and, uh, Captain O'Hara. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Wow. Yeah. Folks, you're listening. There's a live briefing. Yeah, 6971 Bellevue. Providence Police. 6971 Bellevue Avenue. Um, you said the case, the, the case sergeant was Sergeant Andres Perez. With his intelligence bureau on uh, on Thursday, we set up on the house, at which point in time a, uh, a package was delivered to the resident. When the resident responded outside to retrieve that package, she was detained and the house was secured. Upon completion of a search warrant, we executed the search warrant. And uh, I'll start to try to describe some of the photos oh. in front for you. Bellevue's in South Carolina. We were Providence. able to, as the major said, Between to seize a large amount of uh, narcotics there. And um, Elmwood. The target of this investigation is a Juan Martinez, mm. alias Angel Zapata. Wait a minute, Juan. Zapata currently is actually incarcerated in New Jersey. Wow. And we are drawing up an arrest warrant for him at this time. Whoa. To charge him. Two, uh, two people were charged in front of me, and uh, and you'll see, and I'll try to go over specifically their names, Albertina Tatero and Espuo Tejada. And uh, so they were both detained at the residence. They're both part of this operation. And you'll see some, I'd like to draw your attention to the picture in the front. That was some of the, that was some of the large amount of drugs that were seized. Wow. And what you can see on that, and I'll go in specifically and talk about some of the other drugs that were here, but with those nine kilos, you can see that the operation, the idea is to come in here and they'll bring in a cutting agent. And these are the two larger bags to the right and left. So they'll add that to the nine kilos of fentanyl that they have to increase the amount of material that goes out on the street. We knew this, and we'll go over some of the pictures up front, but as you can see also here, too, on his little, right here on this Tupperware bin, is actually his recipe on what he is actually, how much to mix. Wow. And which is the quantity to make. You'll also see that some of it, we do have the blue dye, which is clearly which we also are seeing as they're making uh, fentanyl pills, which are hitting our streets. Fake Adderall, which it contains fentanyl, uh, fake ecstasy. So clearly, he was very good at what they did. The house is very uh, elusive. On this picture right here, the reason this picture, a, a dresser. Our dog, our canine narcotics dog, Vader, was actually able to hit on this. Wow. Our trained officers here were able to actually locate two hydraulic pistons on both sides. So then in one of the drawers next to the bed found a remote control. The remote control, you hit it. This piece would raise up and the drugs would be located on the side. That's amazing. You'll see over here, 
This was his garbage. This is the amount of extra kilos that were actually. So this was an ongoing operation. Numerous amount of there was approximately another five kilo wrappers that were seized over here that probably have hit, hit the streets. Some of the stuff you'll see on this is actually the material, the mixing. Um, this, as I described first, this picture right here, this was the first original package that we described about. This was the package that we were able to work with Homeland Security in the post office with intelligence that this was actually coming from Mesa, Arizona. It was red flagged. It was consistent with narcotics. It was delivered and it was retrieved by the resident. And that, and when upon search warrant and opening this package, we located one kilo of fentanyl being delivered to this resident. All the other pictures are all around here are all different types of his material that he's got, uh, that he was using as. major distributor for the southeastern area all the way through Massachusetts, New Bedford, Connecticut, and up into Boston. Wow. Okay, he being the guy who's locked up in... Uh... Correct. It is, and this, is, this is his right-hand man, his runner. He was the one that was over at the house and was detained. And also his girlfriend over here also. That's Juan Martinez and his angel... Zapata. Correct. Okay. They got him so well, this has been an ongoing. We 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 started gathering intelligence almost about a year ago, so we had to continue as we were under surveillance. Like I said, working with HSI, working with the post office, trying to get enough information to get his the way he works, how he how he gets everything, and then the point in time we're getting enough information for us to get that uh, search. The, the search warrant was was lengthy. Jo uh, Detective John Desmaris did a tremendous job writing. The affidavit itself was almost 25 pages long, and it was a year-long investigation going over certain observations, surveillances, uh, uh, narcotics techniques such as pulling the trash pull, which we were able to finally get some of the wrappers, which had tracings of uh, narcotics on it. So there was a long-term investigation. Given all of that, the hydraulic systems, how sophisticated was this? This this is probably one of the more sophisticated drug operations we've seen in the city in years. Wow! You say this came from Arizona. Uh, is there any affiliation to any cartels? Another country or? From what we got from the Homeland Security, Mesa, Arizona is, is a hub for narcotics coming across the border wow. to Mesa, Arizona. Folks, see more cartels, drugs. With, uh, with Thanks a lot, Governor McKay. Intelligence. They have their investigative techniques that they felt that this package was a red flag coming into Providence, which gave us more. So we observed the controlled delivery, and at which point in time we were able to detain them. And then based upon the investigation for the year, we were able to draw the search warrants up for the package in the house and which located all the narcotics. The postal service that told you this? We worked with the Homeland Security and the post office. Wow. This was delivered in through the post office. Overall, there is no affiliation to any group. I, I, can't, I, I don't know any of this specific affiliation to anybody down in, in Mesa, Arizona. The completion of this operation likely saved lives, right? We're always hearing about overdoses. Can you talk Correct. About that? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, we, 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 we estimate that with the kilos that have here, the material that he was mixing, and what was going to be hitting the street, we estimated between $1.5 and $2 million. And we look at that 
taking any amount of fentanyl off the street is clearly going to help us save lives and cut down the overdoses. My first name is Roger, R-O-G-E-R. Last name is Aspinall, A-S-P-I-N-A-L-L. Thanks. All right, thank you very much for coming today. Um, just the guy's the puppet. Where was he incarcerated? He is, I've got it right here if you want to. He's incarcerated in Perth Amboy, New Jersey Police Department. And is he... Okay, there you go, folks. That's a lot. Boy, big day with the uh, Providence Police. I believe that is Captain Roger S. Bunnell. Yep. And you also heard Major LePayton as well. But I want to go back to that first story. Right now it's 134. 134 on this Tuesday. This portion of the John DePietro Show it's brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, on this sunny, look at that. I see blue skies. I see It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I see Marie open right now, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health. Pop in. Depending on where you are, it's almost 40 degrees. And you could uh, pop into It's My Health. And the weather for today is dry and tomorrow's dry. But, folks, you want to stay healthy. Have great, unique uh, items that will keep you healthy. Also, the service is great, whether it's vitamins or hemp and CBD products. It's so important to remain healthy. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. If you're on Menden Road right now, Marie is located diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Just look for that flag in that historic white church. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dpetro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances, whatever it may be, you can depend on Ryan's Appliance Repair. And he comes to you, by the way, he will come to you. Saturday appointments are available. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. All right, I want to go back to just replay the beginning of this. It's Providence Mayor Major David LePayton, and he gives an update. It sounds like the situation of the homicide in Providence that the uh, person behind the door had a ghost ghost gun, AR-15. And I want to just play a little bit uh, the beginning of this. Here we go. Uh, 2.30. 2.30. Uh, and we responded to 75 Prudence Avenue. Um, we were going to call for a shots fired and uh, possibly a person uh, shot. Uh, upon arrival, we found a female... 
lying in the hallway in front of the third floor apartment. She was identified as Jenny Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N, 35 years old. She is the um, landlord or the owner of the house. That's what we were told by family members. There's also in the third floor apartment a um, person named Rufus Watson. Rufus Watson. 26 years old. 26. Supposedly, uh, from what we're getting, Mr. Watson is staying in the third floor apartment, which was rented uh, by his cousin, who is now um, not on the scene anymore. So his cousin has left the apartment. Sublet. And Mr. Watson, I guess, had taken over the apartment. And I... From what we were gathering last night, there's been some uh, talk between, um, there was some talk between uh, Ms. Jensen and Mr. Watson, um, which led to yesterday's event where she had went up the stairs to the third floor apartment um, with her brother and another person and knocked on the door in order to evict him. Um, it eventually led to um, them kicking in the door. Wow. Uh, Mr. Watson was on the other side of the door and with a um, AR-15 in his hand. Mm. Now, there were some weapons, be- believe that, were um, in possession of the people entering. Oh, boy. So as... Mr. You know, Watson would describe it as a uh, self-defense yeah. shooting. Um, it is. So we have we have investigated it all through the night today. Wow. Um, we believe what we are going to do here is Mr. Watson is. Uh, well, well, let's go back to the matter. What we're going to do here is uh, in. In uh, also discussion with the Attorney General's office, um, Steve Danbrook mm. and Jim Baum, we've decided that uh, we will gather the evidence and Grand jury. do the entire investigation and bring it, probably will be brought in front of a grand jury. Yeah. Wow. Uh, um, in the meantime, mm. uh, Mr. Uh, Watson was charged with uh, possession of a firearm. After being convicted of a crime of violence, well, not murder though. Possession of a large capacity uh, feeding device, which is a live oh, magazine greater than I mean, 10. he'll get off on possession this. Possession of a ghost gun yeah. and possession of a barrel of less. He'll than do some time, but it's not a murder charge. Um, he uh, right now is being held on, uh, I believe it's a hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Homicide is up to a grand jury. That'll, that'll yes. Say, that's what it's going to be, yes. Is the AR-15 the ghost gun? Yes. That's correct. And it has a barrel of less than 16 inches? That's correct. So, okay. Okay. Is this the only weapon? Uh, only firearm? There's the only firearm we found that, right? Okay. Mm. Yeah, this this is a uh, terrible situation. Wow. Uh, needless. And... Um, it's 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 something that we have to get through. The families have to get through, and um, 
we'll work with them and we'll work with the attorney general's office and we'll come out with the right up the right uh, wow that is folks again at 141 good afternoon you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm huh well she kicked in the door and she was with two guys and they had weapons and that that sure sounds like a self-defense. He's, he's probably in trouble with the gun charge. He's definitely in trouble with the gun charge. But I don't, does he even get indicted here? I don't even think he gets indicted on this. Granted, notice, they're going to bring it to a grand jury, let them decide. But you kick it in the door. And two of the guys, they have a weapon. Now, I want to play, folks, the latest on this one. Socket murder. Where a homicide investigation is underway after a 70-year-old man was found dead. This is all unfolding on Cato Street. Police say it was a domestic incident. And that's where we find 12 News reporter Amanda Pitts live with the breaking details. Amanda? Well, Mike Shannon, police tell me a 70-year-old man was found dead in this white home here on Cato Street in Woonsocket. And it's still a very active scene here at 10 o'clock. I'm told his two daughters are now being questioned, and it's believed that one of those daughters could be involved. Again, this happened here on Cato Street in Woonsocket at about 4.45 p.m. The medical examiner left a short time ago with that victim's body. Right now, investigators are on the first floor of that home. We have seen flashes going off, which tells us investigators are taking photos of that seen inside and police right now are on the outside porch of this home as well. Again, Woonsocket Police Chief Thomas Oates tells me the victim here is a 70-year-old man. His two daughters are being questioned by police right now, but no one has been charged. Chief Oates tells me it is believed that one of those daughters could be involved here. Now, I did ask just how that victim was killed, and Chief Oates says it is just too early on in this investigation to share that information. We'll bring you the latest as we learn them both live on air and online. For now, live in Woonsocket, Amanda Pitts, 12 News. Now, I have heard, I have heard from someone that claims they know the family. Folks, right now it's 144. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I have heard that had something to do with there was talk of selling the home. And... That that's that's what that's what I heard from motive. Um, that somehow they were arguing with him about the decision to sell the home. Now, there's some significant developments. There's a guy that a lot of people may not know, but his name is Bill Mitchell, CEO of Your Voice 2, host of the Mitchell Report. And he was a big Trump supporter. But, boy, he is, the gloves have come off with him going after President Trump. Trump just rallied with Lindsey Graham and backed Ronna McDaniel. That's like the Rhino All-Star roster. And then there are people arguing DeSantis has aligned himself with globalists. I, I can't stand people that talk that way. The 
DeSantis is blocking the Chinese from buying and owning land in Florida. Does that sound globalist? Not to me. Bill Mitchell put out, Ron DeSantis is not a if Ron DeSantis is not a globalist, then he lied to America calling him one. If you're a Trump supporter, you need to make an objective call whether lying is okay with you. Lying is not okay with me. Is Trump lying about DeSantis okay with you? 75% say no. How much does DeSantis pay to sit on Twitter all day bashing Trump? Same amount Trump paid me for six years to promote his candidacy. Bill Mitchell did a poll. How would you describe your current supporter Trump as the 2024 nominee? Ride or die, 46%. Undecided, 23%. Off the Trump train, 31%. Top pro-Trump Twitter personality, Bill Mitchell switches to DeSantis. The um, so this guy announced he's off. Let's see, Plan A, DeSantis. Plan B, President Trump. Plan Never, a Democrat president in twenty twenty five. This is Bill Mitchell now. I think DeSantis is the smarter, more electable choice for 2025. But if I can, I'll still support Trump over a communist. We won't know. Well, I I believe Governor DeSantis is running. Let's see. He also put out, why does Trump feel the need to attack DeSantis? Just do his own thing and leave DeSantis alone. Bill Mitchell, made my announcement I'm supporting DeSantis for president. I've received a lot of feedback, about half in favor, half against. What surpri- this is him saying, what surprised me is the high level of influence who's reached out saying they agree but couldn't go public yet. As I thought, folks, and again, good afternoon. I thought Donna Perry made a very good point this morning that the, you, you, you can't ignore where you, you can't ignore where the donors go. Can't be ignored cannot be ignored where the donors go. I, I'll say, I think it's undecided. It sounds like some pretty, you know, listen, Pompeo's in it. I don't know what he's going to be like. What he's going to be like there on the stump. Mitchell, only DeSantis can unite the GOP. I, I want the MAGA without the drama. I'm voting DeSantis 2024. I can deal with the unforced errors. I can deal with the poor policy. I can't deal with being lied to. That was it. This was, uh, he put, that's it. I'm done. I'm off the Trump train. I can't support a man who tell lies what a great American going after DeSantis. By calling him a globalist, Trump just threw DeSantis a hanging curveball down the middle. 
Never tell Mike Tyson he hits like a girl unless you're ready to get in the ring and prove it. How afraid is Trump of DeSantis? DeSantis has been running for two more months, and he's already trying to discredit him. Hmm. Bill Mitchell, I don't know who this post was for. Who does he hope to win over this? President Trump did a tweet. I guess this is on Truth Social, because it's not on Twitter. The Club for Growth. The Club for No Growth is a globalist group that I've taken to the cleaners for years. We worked together for a period. They couldn't get away from China. Blah, blah, blah. That's the only way we'll make America great again. Ron DeSanctimonious, who I made governor, is also a globalist, and so are his donors. Jeb Low Energy Bush was next to him last week. I I admit, <laughs> I don't understand that. I, I, I have said this. I don't understand the attacking of uh, Governor DeSantis. Hmm. Folks, also, as I've said, I, I mean, I hate to hear this stuff. Now, Politico had a story. Meet Ron DeSantis' inner circle. People advising him that are weighing in. From left to right, Casey DeSantis... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former Nevada Attorney General Adam Laxalt, and DeSantis Chief of Staff. So those are apparently his inner circle. Uh, Janera Peck is his campaign manager. Who else do we have? Uh, Ryan Tyson, campaign senior advisor. I've met him before and had him on. He's one of Florida's best-known Republican pollsters. Boom. Phil Cox, campaign general consultant. Well, he's got a good team around him. Taryn Fenske, DeSantis administration communications director. Nick Iarasi, owner, Capital City Consulting. Casey DeSantis, the wife. James Altmeyer, chief of staff. Brian Ballard, lobbyist, GOP fundraiser. Adam Laxalt, kind of looks like Don Draper, longtime friend, former Nevada Attorney General. Laxalt's considered one of the closest friends of DeSantis. Reputation not having many close friends. So they, the two were roommates of the Na- Naval Justice School and remain close friends. Uh, Chris Spencer, Director of Policy. Heather Barker, longtime DeSantis fundraiser. Miriam Adelson. If you watched when it was the Jaguars in the um, playoffs, DeSantis went to the game and the place kind of erupted. I don't think it helps President Trump to attack Governor DeSantis. And, And even if he feels that way, that he is disloyal, Shouldn't be running against them. Blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think that he should, in fact, be attacking DeSantis. I don't get that. Folks, I want to remind you, competition shooting supplies. 
Remember, competition shooting supplies. Pop in and see them. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Stop in and see our leader, John Francis, at competition shooting supplies for firearms, ammunition. You can depend on competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. And folks, I also find that John Francis is so knowledgeable uh, if, and, and this is where you want to shop. And on top of that, right now, he's also very active with the 2A community with some of these maneuvers that, that Governor McKee is trying to pull off. Shop at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, whether it is quality competition ammo. He also runs a good Facebook page, Competition Shooting Supplies. Stop in and see our leader is John Francis. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now on this, uh, what is a nice sunny Tuesday, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Limitless Outdoors. Call Chris today, get a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. They have patios, walkways, steps, outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installation, excavation, Limitless Outdoors. Call them for a free quote. And what I like about Limitless Outdoors, maybe you want to have an outdoor kitchen. Maybe you want to utilize your property more. You know, in the past, people used to just have the, you know, here's my grill outside. And then here's just the grass. And then people are saying, well, wait a minute. You know, maybe we'll update our patio. Maybe we'll have an outdoor fireplace. Maybe we'll have a nice fire pit. Maybe we'll add an outdoor kitchen. And there are people that are suddenly starting to utilize their outside six months of the year, nine months of the year. Depends on how far out you want to go. Especially, I was speaking to someone about this, and the game changer apparently has been the way you can have your lawn treated for mosquitoes. And so people find, you know, you can sit outside and enjoy yourself more and not be bothered by them. Folks, Limitless Outdoors, their slogan, dream, build, enjoy. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today, 401-580-1852, 401-580-1852, and online, LimitlessOutdoorsRI.com. You can also also, find them on Facebook. It's Limitless Outdoors. Well, folks, right now at 157, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, some other headlines. Santo steps down from committee assignments. Ex-boyfriend says he's a psychopathic liar. Pathological liar sounds more like it. 78% of the people in his district want him to resign. Impossible parking fees, puzzling dinner bills, retracing his time in Miami. The guy is a liability, 
McCarthy needs the vote, but I don't know about New York New York law. Who would replace him if he resigned? Let's see. There's an article. Before his life began to unravel, his tales of college, volleyball stardom, Wall Street pedigree, um, dark horse candidate, blah, blah, blah. He st- would stay multiple nights at the W South Beach Hotel. Um, he enjoyed Miami Diner in Miami Beach, vintage dining car. That's what the campaign finance reports. His... Money is campaign reported spending also has holes. Miami Herald review of his spending holds questions. What did he do in Florida? The managing partner of a diner reported spending more than 200 over back-to-back days. No receipts matching on the campaign reports. Stated the $199 stay at the high-end W South Beach Hotel, which is normally 700 a night. Even as payments at a public beachside parking lot, campaign listed payments as small as $3 and as big as $100 were puzzling. Listen, he's a problem for Kevin McCarthy, and I think they may need to make a decision. Um, but he needs the vote. They need the vote. Right now at 159, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, whether it is lunch or dinner, or drinks in the lounge. They are waiting for you right now on this sunny Tuesday. It is the final day of January. They are waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, folks, coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. Make sure you visit the website, topetro.com. Much more on the cartel violence. And also, this is uh, ridiculous now. Governor McKee wants to reduce your access to firearms and the latest also on the Woonsocket murder. Hey, we're back tomorrow on the radio at 11. Enjoy this Tuesday. WNRI Woonsocket.